You're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have a really fun and I just found out local guest. Um, Funny thing about social media. Uh, Her name is Sarah Wiles and she's an online business mentor for done for you service providers. She helps virtual assistants, online business managers, and social media managers build successful, profitable, balanced businesses in weeks instead of years, which I love so much. Uh, She's also a wife, mama, dog mama, exercise enthusiast, champagne connoisseur, four-letter word addict, and the co-founder and co-host of the Happy Thoughts show. So Sarah, I'm so excited to have you here, um, which I feel like I could like throw a rock to your house, which I like, it makes me laugh when we were just talking before we started recording about how social media is so funny like that. You like find yourself just like in your bubble, really easily connecting virtually. Um, And when we hopped on here, she had said she like met my sister and I'm like, oh, you're here. Like we should connect outside of this, uh, this like virtual setting. So anyway, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, If you'd like, go ahead and uh, do your own little version of your intro um, to everyone here listening. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I mean, I think connecting online is amazing, but then I also think when you do have those awesome in-person connections, like that relationship amplifies so quickly, you know? So yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, yeah. So my whole story of getting into the online business is I had a 16 month old and uh, a full-time corporate career and neither one of those things were working well. And I felt like a total failure at both. Um, so I, started a virtual, (laughs) right? So I started a virtual assisting um, business, honestly, out of desperation. I feel like so many people have these beautiful, glamorous stories of starting entrepreneurship because their family did it or they always wanted to do it. And I'm like, I have none of those. I only had desperation. Um, So I came online because I just had to figure out a better way to parent and make money at the same time. Uh Uh-huh. Started my business, grew that really quickly, brought on a team. I eventually grew um, from a virtual assistant into an online business manager. And just for your audience, if they're not familiar, um, mm-hmm. VA virtual assistants are more task-based and business managers are own more of the back end of an online business. Um, so grew into that role. I had a team of eight all-mama virtual assistants working for me. And so then I transitioned cool. over into the coaching space when I figured out, hey, it's really great that I can do this and I can, you know, and I, and I have eight moms working for me, but it would be even better. And I could create more of an impact if I help more women start businesses like I did so that they can get out of their place of desperation. Like I was and into, you know, a place of thriving more. And so I've been doing, I've been an entrepreneur for three years. I've been coaching for two and yeah, here I am. I do one-to-one coaching for women that are in the scaling phase of their business. And then I also have a course for people that are just starting virtual assisting businesses. Amazing. Amazing. So what, um, what business were you in before you started this? Like perfect question. Pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 
So I spent eight years in the corporate event planning industry. So I was traveling the U.S. producing high-end corporate and a few celebrity events and lots of low-end events too, because <laughs> they go <laughs> hand in hand. Um, and I did that for eight years. And then when I had my son, um, the owner of my company really did not understand why I wasn't able to travel for 10 days at a time anymore. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. So I left and I worked for a startup for a year. Um, my experience in the startup was probably... I think has made me so much of a better entrepreneur and helped mm. me to grow quickly because in the event planning space, you know, anything less than perfect is not acceptable, right? So mm -hmm. something as small as the wrong hors d'oeuvre coming out of the kitchen is catastrophic in the mm -hmm. eyes of an event planner, right? And so I brought that experience to the startup space. And I even remember interviewing with one of the VPs at the time and I was I was employee 30. So I was pretty, you know, mm -hmm. like the starting- What kind of startup was it? Mm -hmm. Was it uh, like they tech? tech? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ed like education technology. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember telling her that I was a perfectionist and she was like, that doesn't work here Yeah, <laughs> because in the startup space, good is good enough. You have to keep going because if we don't keep going, we're never going to scale and do the things that we need to do here. So I feel like being in a startup for a year completely knocked all of that perfection. She took you on anyway. <laughs> Bless her. Right. She was like, I think we can fix this. Yeah. You seem coachable. Come on. You in. seem okay. Right. So I did that for a year and then, and then I left ultimately for that same reason, you know, they were awesome and I have nothing but great things to say about them, but I just couldn't keep up with their pace and the, yeah. the early times of motherhood at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I came to this. It's so interesting. I, it, I relate to that on such a like heartfelt level because, um, I came out of, uh, I went to the art Institute of Fort Lauderdale and I came out of there like planning to get my bachelor's and I ended up only getting my associates and like getting jobs and all of my jobs were in these startup situations mm. um, where, uh, you know, I was early on in the hiring process, um, but I had so much drive and so much enthusiasm. But then I went on, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I went on to create um, a women's clothing line. And I look back at those like formative years of being in a, in the startup culture and you wear so many hats because there really aren't these built out systems yet and these like really robust team structures and you're forced to really learn how to do so many different things that when I like for me when I went on to then create Diva at the time it was like I knew how to do sales. I knew how to do design. I knew how to like build system and structure. I knew how to do all these things, but had I not been in those, in like those early, uh, startup cultures, I totally would have just been in my little bubble of this one task. And I really wouldn't have known how to do all of these things. And it's, I, I hear this often for successful entrepreneurs like yourself, um, like me and like the clients that I work with that they, they, often have come from that, that, like that sort of background where they were forced to kind of wear many different hats and, um, just like grab it and go and grab it and go. And it serves so well when you're like, it's like startups breed entrepreneurs, like the ones who don't stick around in there for long, you know? It's so true. And it's something I've never even considered until this moment where you said that, because I, I, the title that I had in the startup had nothing to do with what I actually did. I did a whole bunch of, of random things. Right. And yeah. honestly, to be totally honest, 
um, event planning is kind of the same too, because when you're on site at an event and you know, they're down a bartender, guess who's behind the bar? You. Right. If the floor's dirty, guess who's now the janitor picking up crumbs off the floor? You, right? And so it's right. like that, that ability to just take off one hat and put on another is totally something that served me, obviously served you. And then parlays so beautifully into entrepreneurship. It is entrepreneurship. Like until you're like, until you're at the stage where you are hiring um, and you're starting to delegate. And like, I, for me personally, like, I feel like I actually struggled at that part, which seems like you really thrived at that part um, of hiring out. Like I always struggled Mm. with the hiring out, um, with the giving things up because Mm. I came from a culture where like, I, I'll just do it, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no one here to do it. So I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, I think that's really great in the beginning, um, of, of starting your business, but then yeah, like moving into like expanding and scaling and growth. Um, and so mm-hmm. let's talk about that of, um, let's talk about, let's first talk about customer service and how you have, how did you get those first set of clients? Like what was your, what was your agenda in terms of like, okay, I have a baby. Um, this is what I'm (laughs) going to do. And so I need to go out and hustle and get these like beginning, like set of clients. Totally. So, okay. So most of the people that I serve are hundred percent online. They have hundred percent online businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's great. But it is going to be so much easier for you to convert a warm lead than it is for you to convert a cold lead, right? So what mm-hmm. I tell all the people who are just starting out and they're like, how on God's green earth do you even get clients? Right. Virtual assistant. I'm like, okay, so here's what you do. Go to your past network. Go, mm-hmm. go hop into LinkedIn, hop into Facebook, put together a really well-crafted you know, piece of copy and send it out to everybody. Because even if that person doesn't have a need for someone, they might know someone who knows someone, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I booked out my first set of clients. It was through that. And then what I also did, and I could not recommend this more, whether you are a VA or a coach or anybody who's first starting out their business, do pro bono work, do work on trade, get the experience because one, you'll get the experience, then you can use that to serve your next client better. But two, you'll also get a testimonial out of that person, which will make it so much easier for you to sign another client. So I did a a mix of the both of both of them. I did a little bit of, um, work on trade and then, um, just reached out to my network. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I did it. And then what I think snowballed my success pretty quickly. And again, it's like, you don't know what you know until you're doing it in another way. And you're like, Oh, I totally get where that skill came from because I had such a strong hospitality background. Um, you know, a lot of the work that I did when I was doing corporate events was with our, our set of VIPs. And so I was used Mm -hmm. to taking people that were, you know, CEO level and VP level at big companies and corporations and making them feel really important mm-hmm. on site at events, right? So I'm running around and getting their flowers and their bar set up in their suite and moving orange flowers that, you know, one person hates orange flowers and they can't have them anywhere near. The, you know, I have crazy <laughs> stories, girl. Um, yeah. You know, and it's little things like that to big things like, hey, this person only drinks Coca-Cola products. They don't drink Pepsi products. So we need to make sure that it's available at all the outlets at the hotel while they're there, right? Yeah. Um, Amazing. To me, that's like client experience, right? Exactly. Like in in your work you're doing now, that's just like client experience, making somebody feel good, seen, heard, cared for. How do you feel like you do that? Like when you were in the VA space, like how did you feel like you went about creating that same kind of like essence into that Mm -hmm. kind of work? 
Okay, so my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think it is for me most too. women. Yeah. And so, and, and so a lot of, you know, my clients primarily serve women too. And so what I say is, listen, to, to your point, people just want to feel seen and heard and understood. And when they're paying you for something, they want to feel appreciated, right? Mm-hmm. So the easiest way for you to make them feel appreciated, especially when you're just starting your business and you're probably low on cash, so you're not like gifting your clients when they're right. signing on. Tell them how much you appreciate them. If they send you a blog post and they want you to repurpose that into a newsletter or post it on their website, read it and then tell them that you liked it, right? Tell them what made a difference to you. Um, And I think it's those teeny tiny little things that make such a big difference because what happens when your clients feel seen, heard, understood, valued, appreciated, one, they love you even more right? Mm -hmm. And that just creates a great partnership across the board. Two, when you want to rate increase them, they're going to gladly pay for that rate increase, right? Because that's a little bit of a difference between um, the VA done for you space and coaching, right? You can change your rates every six months to a year. You know, hopefully if you're doing a great job, you're working with somebody as their VA indefinitely. You could work with them. I have clients who work with clients for five years, right? Yeah. So when you want to rate increase yourself, they're gladly going to pay it because they love working with you. Right. The other thing that they're going to do is tell everybody that they know about you. And then these clients become your marketing source, your mm-hmm. lead gen. You don't even have to do the marketing. I do that they for love my VA. So I'm like, uh-huh. she's the best. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. Me her. Yeah. yeah Trust yeah. me. And you know what? I, I think it's like from the consumer end of this world where like I do have a VA mm-hmm. um, and, and I've worked with quite a few of them and right. it took some time to really find like the right fit. And then I like to what you're saying is like, I'm in a mastermind with 10 women mm. who are also connected to women who are connected to women. And yep. I, in that mastermind, like these are all high level, you know, high earning, uh, entrepreneurs who need, who need assistance. And, um, I give my VA info to all of them. And I, yeah. I know for a fact, like three of them have booked and she'll give me even like a 10% kickback on my next yeah. bill, you know, which is yep. great. Um, totally. And I think that's also really good too, is like, oh yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. And, and then I'm more, I love referring her to, uh-huh. to others. Of course you, you do. Know? Yeah. It's like when you find a good pair of jeans that fit well, right? What do you want to do? You want to go tell all your girlfriends. You want to tell your best friends, like these are so comfortable. You have right. to go get them right away. Right. Right. So that really great support in your business, you want to go tell all your friends because they've made such a big difference in your business and your life. Yeah, totally. So to what you were saying before about um, once they're getting the clients and Mm -hmm. they're kind of seeing that um, they're getting in that flow and they're seeing the clients happen um, and then they start getting out there and they're like, okay, I want to go to the next level. Like, Mm -hmm. and they start getting into like, looking at what others are doing and maybe falling into that sort of like comparison trap Mm. of, um, what this one's doing and what this one's doing. I was, I was just having a conversation with a client yesterday about how as entrepreneurs, like we often find ourselves in a bubble of others doing the same thing that we're doing. And and it's like, we surround ourselves with, this is who we're following all others who are doing what we're doing on social media. We're in Facebook groups with all others who are doing what we're doing. And so we like end up in this bubble of like, looking at what everyone else has going on and how many followers they have that we like forget that there's billions of people in the world. And like, and then like, really we need like maybe 1% of them to reach a realistic goal financially. Yeah. Yeah. 
probably less than much less than one percent and like there's a lot to go around but it's like so easy to get stuck in that space of like yeah. it's just like you know scarcity like not enough comparing yourself mm-hmm. um, what do you do but I will say yeah. just as like a total aside to this um and people are always shocked when I tell them this I don't follow anybody online that I don't personally know or isn't huge, right? So like I'll follow like a a Brene Brown, for example, or like Glennon Doyle, Mm -hmm. my favorite author, right? Liz Gilbert. Those are people that I look up to and I follow online. One, because I've put them through my like BS filter, right? Where I know whatever Mm -hmm. they're putting out there is pretty true to what's going on in their lives. I think that plays a part here too. I think a lot of people are putting content out that isn't true to what's happening in their life. Um, so I only follow people I know personally, right? So like I will follow you because I know you and I trust you and I know that what you're putting out there is, is good, right? Like from a place of truth and good. Um, but I really don't follow other people on purpose because I find even though I'm really practiced and I have a great mindset and I know how to filter things through for myself, it's so easy to let that stuff come into your brain and start to affect you. So I really, keep a lot of blinders on in my business because I just find that it's best for myself. Yeah. I think it's so, I think that's powerful. And the other thing, like for me, like I, a lot of what I do is very, like very strategic and action driven. Mm -hmm. And then there's this like massive part of my work that is, is the woo woo, you know, Mm -hmm. and is like the internal. And I truly, truly believe that majority and a lot of like success and, um, perspective shift has been from the inner work that I've done and trusting that like the right people are meant to find me and I'm going to connect to them. And part of, part of that too, to what you were saying is maintaining like a high, a high, like high vibe and like a high vibe content too, that I'm like taking in through my brain, you know? And so totally. that, that also plays a role in like what I'm following and where does like I try to pay attention and I tell my clients this too, like pay attention that like of for your triggers, you know? And so if there's a certain thing that you're following, certain person that you're following on social media and every time you see it, it triggers you into a downward spiral. Like in, in that moment, unfollow. Mm-hmm. In that Good moment, night. unfollow. And like, let that start to be the way that you kind of filter and feed out things that like, that trigger you, that make you feel less than what you should feel like. And it might not even be a negative like post. It's just, yeah. For whatever reason, it's, it's, it's making you not function at your like highest level and um, maintain your lane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like it's so simple because like the foundation of like law of attraction manifestation is Mm -hmm. feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. So like that's the easiest filter all day long to put something through. Do I feel good when I read this? Yes. Cool. Keep reading it. Do I right. feel bad when I read this? Yes. Great. Don't read it anymore. Like it's not yeah. that hard. It's not complicated. Um, yeah. So um, something that's a little bit different about kind of my, my process in, in supporting women specifically as virtual assistants, online business manager, like I call them done for you service providers, right? They provide yeah. a done for you service. Um, every one of my clients' businesses looks totally different. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are, are, and I I totally get why, they're really happy to sell you a copy-paste template, right? Just do what I did and everything will be great. But, you know, we're both moms and our lives look totally different, right? We're both Mm -hmm. sitting on successful businesses, but how we got there is totally different because our lives are different, right? Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of the first thing that I try to help people with is, and it doesn't matter what industry they're in, um, build something that works for you. Like you always have to be filtering through, does this work for my life? Does this work for my life? Does this work for my life? Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't, one, you could just go be somebody's employee and it would be so much easier (laughs) than being an entrepreneur, right? Um, Right. And two, um, if it doesn't work for your life, like there's just really no point in doing this. And it is easy for you to build something that works for your life, but you really have to empower yourself and give yourself permission to do that in order to get that at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the other thing to that too, is like, it's really not sustainable to build something that isn't in alignment and authentic Mm. to like who you are and that works for your life. Like it may, uh, this is sort of like that shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, it could look really good and it could work for like a month or six months or a year like however long you can sustain that and then beyond that you're just like what the hell am I doing and like who am I and where did I go and like why why is are these relationships not working like to me I feel like things outside of the business start to crumble like first and then like the inside of the business will start to crumble Mm -hmm. and to me it's like it's really sad because Mm -hmm. I think like I think there's a part of it that is like entrepreneurship is not for everyone you know it's really not and I've I've even I had somebody come into my program and and like you know, it was like a lifetime access program she paid and had had everything and like six months in she was like Hey, like I'm, I just, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur anymore. It was like literally her words. And I was like, okay, great. Like all good. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like honor if it's not for you and if it's not working and, or if you feel like it needs some tweaking, like the other thing too, is like not to be afraid to course correct while you're in the middle of like it happening and say, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to try something new. And a lot of times that's like, I find that that comes via like gut hits, you know, like intuition Mm -hmm. hits of like, I I've worked with a client who are like halfway through a launch and they're like doing a webinar, doing a webinar, doing a webinar. And they're like, I hate doing webinars. I don't feel good doing them. I'm like, okay, like don't do it And they're probably not selling anything either because they don't feel good doing the webinar. They don't feel good doing it. People know you don't feel good doing it. And like the woo part of that is like, the universe, God, spirit knows you don't like doing it. So they'll do that in my mind, does all of the things for you to not sell so that you can then look, turn around and say that I didn't sell, that didn't work. I'm going to try something different next time. And like, and the next time something's in alignment. So if you like, like, listen to your body, listen to what's happening around you. And if something doesn't feel good, like, don't be afraid to stop and change it. And like, the truth is, is I feel like is all of what you're doing is it's like, it's not about you. And we can make it about us the whole time and feel like, well, this person's going to judge me or this person's going to look and think, I, why is she doing this? And the truth is, is that like, they're probably not paying attention enough. Like this isn't about you. The world's not revolving around. You're here to serve. Mm. Um, and how can you continue to correct along the way to serve best? Like period. Mm. How can mm-hmm. I serve better? I think the course correction and change piece is the only thing that you can count on as an entrepreneur, also as a human, by the way, (laughs) forget about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right. But like, and I think that that's 
that's one of the big things that I see, especially as my clients start to scale, right? So whether they're deciding, hey, I'm going to scale and that my you know, business model is now going to shift from being one person to having a team, right? Cool. You might execute on that, get more data and information and then go, oh, turns out a team's not for me. I have to figure something else out, right? But I think I can't, I don't know an entrepreneur, a person, a human who exists who can't tell me 97 ways that they've course corrected in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think that unfortunately what we're told and sold as a society, like definitely Western society is like change is bad. You should know what you want to do and stick to that job for your whole life. Don't change your mind. Don't do something different. Don't Mm -hmm. take risks. Don't take chances. Right. And I just don't think that that's, um, first of all, that's not actually the way that anybody does life. And two, if you take those risks and chances and, and to your point earlier, you're really just following what feels in alignment for me. There's no there's no way that you lose, right? Because you're just always following what feels good to you instead of what do I think everybody else tells me I should do. Right. And you're so supported in that journey. You know, I, I, it's, it almost, it's like, it's so crazy to think that that really is the, that is the reality. The reality is that you're taught to go to school, to pick this one thing, Mm -hmm. to stick with that and to, and like, don't waver. And that's the way that you are going to find success and blah, 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 all like, and and life goes on. Right. Right. And you die. (laughs) And like the reality is, is that you picked well. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and then you die happens for everyone. Right. That part happens for everyone. And so how can you best fill in the time before then to like, for you to, again, come back to that space of like, feel good. Like Mm -hmm. I want to feel good. And I'm not saying that like, it's always easy and there's not going to be times that feel really hard. Right. But at the core of like your purpose and why you're doing what you're doing, right? Beyond just like your why or your mission for like one part of your business, right? Or the one entrepreneurial journey that you're on right now. Um, It's, I think it still always comes back to like your purpose. Like, why are you here on the earth? Not like, why are you um, a virtual assistant right now, Mm -hmm. right? Or like, then you're like, why are you a coach? Or why are you selling women's activewear, right? Or like, why are you, whatever it is, like, there's is a common thread of your purpose that should run through any single journey that you find yourself on through life, you know? I mean, I don't even feel like I try to, I really waver in this space of unattachment to even like what I'm doing right now. Like Mm -hmm. I love coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I love designing and I love connecting with women and like I'm working on an entire another project. And I was literally designing women's activewear before. And I was working in like children's sporting goods and, and uh, licensing with like Marvel and Disney, like before that. And it's like, at the core of all of that and at the core of like motherhood and wifehood mm. is like, I want to educate and empower. Like I want to give women the tools to be able to go out and create a life that they want, that they feel confident and, and courageous. And at one point that meant them putting on a piece of clothing that they looked in the mirror and said, you know what, like F it, I'm going to go work out today and I'm going to go feel good. Right. And like today it's like, here's the tools to build your own website. And they're like, great, I'm going to go and do it today. And that's going to take me to that next step. The same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And so 
Um, I feel like that's a really great way to take us into this next piece about goal setting is that when you're kind of, when you are in this space of, of being empowered and of being in, encouraged mm-hmm. and being able to like have the power to say, okay, like I am going to go and do this. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to tap in, right. I'm going to like, listen to what my body tells me. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to correct myself along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what I feel called to do. Um, I feel like it's also really, really easy to like go to the interwebs and like find <laughs> yourself in following this one coach doing this one method. And I'm just going to duplicate what they're doing, or I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to list build this one way way and that and like when it doesn't work like I'm not meant for this mm-hmm. and that's like the story that's written mm-hmm. yeah I hate, I hate that story yeah well it's like whatever you believe will become your reality right so if you believe I think you know I love this idea of like universe show me a sign right well then like you get to decide what that sign looks like and that sign could either look like hey I saw a hawk and so that hawk means I'm supposed to keep going in my business or I saw a dog and the dog means I'm so right it's like you're gonna create whatever you want to see um or you don't look like the other thing also is like asking for a sign and then you just like you get back into like hustle mode and you don't listen to yeah. anything happening yeah. around you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even see that. the hawk or the dog or any of it. Yeah, I think what's, what's really interesting about goal setting, especially in the online space, is like, one, you really have to know your personality type, right? So mm-hmm. before I do goal setting with a client, I'm like, tell me about how you do goal setting, right? If you set this goal and you don't hit it, how do you feel? If they're like, I feel fine because I, you know, I got close enough and that's pretty cool for me. Cool. Then we know that we're good to set big goals for that. You know, like big Mm -hmm. lofty goals for someone. Then I have other clients and I'm, I'm exactly like this, where if we set a goal that's too high and they don't hit it, they're going to feel like absolute dog poop around it. Right. Yeah. And so if you don't feel good now, what is it really hard to create? Good feeling good, right? right? It's hard to create something awesome in your business when you're sitting there feeling like a failure the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. So I think with goal setting, it's just important to know which person you are and then to set goals that are in alignment with how you best um, like to achieve things. So for me, I'm the type of person who, and most of my clients are like this, and I think most women are like this, um, although there's always exceptions to the rule, um, like we baby step goals, right? So it's like, cool, mm-hmm. I think it's really great for you to be you know, working on eventually in your business, getting up to 10K months and you know, six figure years, but like, what's a, what's a doable goal, a sustainable goal that we can work on right now that doesn't, you know, push you so far out of your limits, you know, both in your body and what you have to give from a time, mental capacity, energetic standpoint, um, you know, like, and just pushes you too far into something that you don't actually know how to create. Right. Cause if you're mm-hmm. like, I know how to create a 2k month, I have no freaking clue what a 10K month would look like or how to create that. Guess what? It's really hard to create a 10K month. So I'm just a very big fan of baby stepping goals and I'm down to make a big picture goal, but like, let's first figure out a couple of baby steps we can use to get close to there. And I find with my clients, they feel better in that process and they achieve quicker in that process because it actually feels doable and good for them. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think, I, I also think there's this like, maybe this is specific to like the coaching space, Mm -hmm. but I think most of my uh, listeners here are creatives, coaches, consultants. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think what's really big in this, in this space is like 10 K months, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I just want to get to 10 K like five months to 10 K. And I'm just like, what is 10 K to you? You know, like what does, what is a $10,000 month to you? Cause for some people, like you said, it's like, feels massive and to others it doesn't. And like for those who are, you know, know how to create a 2k month by getting, you know, X amount of clients, right? It's like, okay, how do you like, what's the strategy to that? You know, like, okay, we need to get, we need to double that amount of clients. So how do we double that amount of clients? Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe that brings you to a 5k month, not a 10k month. So really 5k is your goal right now. Right. That's what would feel really good. I think so often, um, People don't tune in enough to get clear on what it is that they actually need and desire for their own situation, like you were talking about in the beginning of this episode, right? Is like, what would feel really good for you? Um, And and instead, they just adopt somebody else's goal that they either see on social media or a course they joined or this person or that person. And um, I think it's I think it's good to to know that everyone, even those who are um, doing multi six figure years or launching the next big program, like they're just on the same journey you're on. Like they're, they were where you were at one point and, or like, I don't really think like anybody knows what the heck they're doing. <laughs> like truly, I really don't. I literally I, like, could not agree with you more. <laughs> I literally think like, I think that, that the internet space is like the wild west. Um, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing. I think they're they're finding something that works for them and then they're doing it and then they're turning around and teaching it. Uh And it's going to stick with a certain Uh like percentage of people and then it's not going to stick with a certain percentage of people and then it's going to stop working and then they're going to have to refigure it out again. But like when they're refiguring it out, like when, when Amy Porterfield is refiguring it out or like... Marie Forleo or James Wedmore or like Jenna Kutcher, right? I'm assuming those are like probably most people who you're like following. When they're refiguring it out, they have 500,000 people on their email list at that point. Yeah. So refiguring it out becomes a little bit faster. Yep. And they and they've got a bigger following on social social media, so refiguring it out becomes faster. Like their yep. bounce back rate is faster. Yep. But when you're smaller, it's like we don't have to, we don't have to look at that. Like they're on a golden throne and that like, I'm never going to get there. Like they're literally on the same exact journey that you are. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you like from personal experience, I like, I pay coaches, I'm in masterminds, like everyone, everyone's going through all the same stuff, Mm -hmm. whether you're making like $1,000 a month or $100,000 a month. Mm -hmm. We're all flooded with ideas all day long. We all get off on a tangent and then realize we're down the wrong path and we have to course correct ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the reasons why I love reading memoirs and I love watching documentaries. Oh my gosh. We are like soul sisters. Okay. (laughs) Words of affirmation. And I'm like a memoir addict (gasps) and a documentary like addict. Like I could do, read nothing else and, and, um, and die yeah. happy. Oh, and die happy 100%. Yeah. I love it so much because it's like, so two of my favorite ones recently have, um, did you see the Lady Gaga documentary? Five foot yeah. two. 
Yeah. Okay, ups. And so then, inspirational. I just watched the Taylor Swift one too. Duh, that's the other one I was going to say. <laughs> so inspirational. And like, I, you know, honestly, like, I'll be dead honest with you, wasn't a Gaga fan, wasn't really a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Like, just from a musical perspective, like, it wasn't, it just wasn't my, like, draw. Yeah. And I was so transformed by both of those on, on a creator level, like just on a, like on a create a creator mm -hmm. level, like so, so freaking inspired. I'm also like, I'm so inspired even by like Kanye West story. Like if you mm -hmm. would listen to like documentaries of his that were done by like BBC, like years ago, you can like, mm -hmm. them. they're so inspiring from like a creator level, like aside mm -hmm. from media and like uh, yeah. whatever goes on and whatever is said about any one of these people. Yeah, totally. Oh. Well, I think what's beautiful about these is <clears throat> we all have an idea in our brains of what success looks like, right? Mm -hmm. And that idea generally means that those people don't struggle, have mindset issues, have to course correct, basically that they don't Come experience. Come money, have Right, exactly. Yeah. That they don't you know, they're not a human being experiencing a range of human emotions like the rest of us, right? Like they are just void of any of the BS that you and I have to go through every day. And that's why I love memoirs and documentaries so much because it's like, they can't, they can't, um, tell you quick enough how untrue that is. Right. Yeah. And so I think what that tells us and what I love to use this to tell other people is, listen, if Lady Gaga can create all of the success and do the Super Bowl halftime show and do all of this and also be a crying mess on the floor the next day, guess what? So can you, right? Like there is literally no difference between you and Lady Gaga, except that Lady Gaga doesn't decide that, uh, you know, the fact that she's crying on the floor means that she can't also then go perform at the halftime show. The fact that she is experiencing a breakup doesn't mean X, Y, Z about her, right? Like she literally just takes the cards that she's been dealt or she's dealt herself and does what she wants with them, right? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest difference between the people who are really successful online, in person, <clears throat> in the celebrity hemisphere, anywhere in life is like they don't take what life has given them or what they have, you know, consciously created out of life and make it mean anything other than I'm still going to go do what I want and make it work. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so good. That's so good. It's so, well, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I love them. And it's, you know what it is too? It's like, ownership. It's taking authority, mm. taking dominion over your life. And like knowing that like you can, you can literally go down any single path, like your circumstances that you either grew up in or have right now, like none of that is, is permanent. And, and like growth and success is not linear. Like you get mm. to decide, um, you get to decide where you want that to go and how, mm. how you want that to look like and what you want that to feel like. Yeah. Um, and this, I feel like the second that you can uh, write that story for yourself and continue to come back to it, like I said, like you said, like Gaga said, like you're going to find yourself on the floor sometimes and you're going to find yourself in hard times. So how are you going to get yourself back to a space of, I can do this. I'm meant for this. This is what I want, right? It's knowing your purpose, like being able to come back to that, um, mm -hmm. knowing that like nobody else gets to dictate your happiness and your joy and your success mm -hmm. and the level of each of those um, other than you. And like, I'll, I go as far to even say like the person I love and married doesn't mm -hmm. get to dictate that for me either, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I go through, 
I think the biggest thing right now with even in my like partnership and my marriage is, is that like, I'm so hyper-focused on what success looks like for me, for our family, for us, and what that can feel like. And that I know that it's infinite and like, it's, it's literally infinite. And I have this lingering question of like, how good can I let it get? Like Mm. literally like how good can I let this get that I have to continue, continually stay in that space to even like bring him along, Mm. you know, to like have him join that journey with me in Mm. his own time Mm -hmm. and like be that example. And Mm -hmm. that for me is like a big driver of like, maintaining my lane and staying in the space of like I'm the leader of this like of this infinite journey right now Mm. and like my daughter my husband my you know my friends like my family it's like whoever wants to follow in their own time and like take their own wheel and do that like fucking do it Yeah. Well, and it's also like your journey to get to where you are today was yours, right? If somebody, right? Like if, if, if like a Nikki 10 years ago would have like come and whispered in your ear and been like, yo girl, here's how you can bypass all this BS real quick. You would have been like, no, I don't, I can't. Right. You you have to take the journey at your own pace and path. And I think like if we can give ourselves grace for that, then we like, then the most beautiful thing we can do is give our partners and families and people around us grace for it too. And let them, right. Mm -hmm. Like be that beacon and be that shining light for them, but also give them the grace and the space to take their path just the way that we have and they'll get there or they won't. Right. But it's still their path. It's so good. I love this. Well, I feel like that's a really good note to wrap this on. And I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I feel like this w- went from like zero to deep really quick, which is my favorite kind of conversation. Story in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, hi, how are you? Okay, great. Tell me about your deepest, deepest little yes. entrepreneurial secret. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the joke my husband makes. It's like, he's like, if we're like out somewhere with people or like, uh-huh. I don't do this because I run my own business. But like, if he has a party for his work, he's like, Sarah's in the corner with someone and she's like connected on a soul level and they're crying in the corner. Like that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. My husband will walk in somewhere and he's like, okay, I'll just be over here. Like he'll, and my husband's like chatterbox. He's like, uh-huh. there. like he'll, he talks Aww. to everyone. And I'm just like, I find like that one person and uh-huh. we just like lock in. <laughs> yep. And next thing I'm like, get, have a dinner with that person the whole nine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Mm. Well, why don't you tell everyone um, where they can find you? um, Yeah. So yeah, I'm on social media. I'm at Sarah underscore Wiles, W-I-L-E-S, and it's Sarah without an H. Um, And the best thing for your, I'm, my website is sarahwiles.co. I think most of your audience are not um, VAs or OBMs, but that's totally fine. If you're looking for a VA, I, I do oh, you do? Clients. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I have people in my uh, in here who are VAs, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, I also run a free matchmaking service on the back end of my business. And so if somebody's looking for a VA or an OBM, they can apply for a match. It's 100% free for both the VA and for or OBM or social media manager, whoever you're looking for and you. So if that is something that you're looking for, you can go to my website, 
sarahwiles.co and then click on work with me and then matchmaking and fill out the form. It'll take you about five minutes. And then my team turns that around within 48 hours and we'll get a couple of matches back to you. So good. You're like my go-to now for at this point, like anytime VA comes for me, comes to me or, um, in, in that space, they're going over to you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. It was such an honor. Yeah, so good. Thank you for being here. And um, I feel like we'll have to have more of these conversations in the future mm-hmm. and pick up at this deep level and then just go even deeper. <laughs> awesome. All right, girl, have an amazing day and um, I'll catch up with you.